Welcome back, Dynasty lovers, to another episode of the Dynasty Interview Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Adrian, with my co-host, Scott Martin. Oh, so we are coming back with another episode here. Now that we have all the data together, all our film scores, all the draft capital, all the production, uh, we have our supreme scores being put up on the website here. We are going to give you our final rookie rankings here by position groups, and we're starting with the QB. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be right. Sky's going to be wrong, so pay attention to okay. my rankings and not his. <laughs> no, it's, this is uh, these are definitely the funnest shows because it's kind of we put so much work into this scouting and, and this uh, this film score stuff, and, and it's, it's fun to go through everything with a fine-tooth comb and see where these people end up, see how you know, right. We were in the draft. seems like we're always every year. There's these surprises. People don't get drafted that you expect to get drafted. And, uh, these people that just sort of come out of nowhere. So we we've looked through everybody now and we, these are our final rankings. And so, uh, hold on tight. This is uh this is a lot of fun, man. Yeah. As I said, we're starting off with the QBs here. Um, I guess we should just Jump right into it, and uh, we'll ha- also have other shows with running backs, other shows with the wide receivers, and then other shows with tight ends. Um, but uh, starting with QBs, so you want to go first? Should I go first? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it matters. You know who's there. Yeah, I don't think it matters. <laughs> <laughs> go right ahead. Okay, so Trevor Lawrence, he is the top quarterback. I don't think there's any debate about this. He is the I, – I, I wouldn't say he necessarily has the highest ceiling, I think there's other guys, such as you could look at Trey Lance, um, Justin Fields, if everything goes right, just from their uh, superior rushing ability, have, has a higher ceiling as far as fantasy football. But as far as safe guys, guys that are almost guaranteed to be a productive fantasy player, so that's Trevor Lawrence. Picked the 1-1, went to the Jags. He has a pretty good uh, wide receivers there in LaVisca Chenault. DJ Shark, he also has an added weapon of Travis Etienne, a little college carryover there, and uh, James Robinson. So he's got a very good supporting cast. We'll see how the offensive line performs. And, and uh, Trey Land, I mean, I mean, Trevor Lawrence also has that rushing ability. He's not as athletic as Trey Lance, but he does have that rushing ability that's going to give him a, probably, I would say, around like 300 yards in a season then. And uh, he should have some rushing touchdowns as well. So. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I don't think there's any debate that here that he's the top quarterback on the board at this point in time. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is his floor is probably the safest floor we've seen in I don't know. I can't even remember that long. Longer than I've been doing Dynasty, that's for sure. Um and uh I, I just I'm real excited to see what happens with this offense. Um I think that Urban Meyer's got a good head on his shoulders and he's pretty creative. Um I love all no, this. No, no, no. I love he all this. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's yes, crazy. He does. Nah, who he's drafts, who drafts Travis Etienne when you have James Robinson? Crazy. No, he's brilliant. He knows that James Robinson is nothing but a volume back. I've been trying to not, tell everybody this for forever. This is not a running back show, so we won't get into this. He will yet. quit on this team in three years. Okay, all right. What <laughs> we will delve into the running backs here soon. But Travis Lawrence, the key is, I wish they could have done a little more on the line. But he's he's got a pretty good supporting cast to be successful, hit the ground running, and just take off. Um, so I, he's a cute locked in QB one for me on the year. I'm definitely not afraid to have him as my starting quarterback, uh, and I think that he's he's going to be a guy you can draft have for ten years. Um, I think his I don't think he's 
got Patrick Mahomes upside, but I think he is a locked-in top five quarterback every single year in the NFL for the next 10 years. Um, so uh, if you're looking to get you know the top-tier, absolute top guy at the quarterback position, he's probably not going to be that going forward, but he's, I mean, you can't knock top five. He, he's going to be, he's going to be nasty good. So who do you have at number two then? There's a lot. I've seen a lot of variability at number two for uh, multiple rankings as far as dynasty. Yeah, I don't understand why people are so down on this guy. I, this this is ridiculous. So I, you know, we put our we were really really high on this person in the pre-draft process, and he got drafted number two to the Jets, and they have so many wide receivers there. And I just don't understand why people are poo-pooing on Zach Wilson. <laughs> uh, so he's he's my number two quarterback. It's it's not really he's in a tier to himself. I, I don't understand. Um, am I going to draft him number two on draft day? Nope, because I I've done multiple drafts now, and his landing spot on these rookie drafts is typically mid to late second round. We actually got him at pick 3-1 in our combo league. And you talk about pumped. Like, we were pumped. Um, but this guy's the second best quarterback on in this class. I don't understand what people are seeing um, that's knocking him down. Uh, this guy's, he's got elite talent. And I'm going to be honest, he might have more upside than Trevor Lawrence. He might have a higher ceiling. Does he have a higher floor? No. His floor is, is not... I mean, it's not low, but it's it's there. There's some risk there, but I don't hate the landing spot with the Jets, and I just don't know why people are hating on Zach Wilson. Man, the arm talent's there, the rushing ability can be there. Um, this dude is electric. He's fun, so I just don't understand it. Yeah, he's my second quarterback here. We love him in the pre-draft process. His hype definitely hit the highest after his pro day. And then things sort of came down from there. And then other guys got the hype. Uh, I think Trey Lance got a, got a big boost because he went to third to the 49ers then. And Justin Fields, uh, people love his rushing ability, love that part of his game then. And I think he probably had – people are – a lot of people are saying he has a higher ceiling than uh, Zach Wilson then too. But I, I, think, I think Zach Wilson is a lot safer. Uh, I think Zach Wilson does have some rushing ability – he does. Uh, he, he was awesome. Sort of scan the whole field, uh, seeing the seeing the open open receivers thrown on the run is definitely elite a, a part of his game. Then, and I love everything I I saw from Zach Wilson. So I have that two here as well. Yeah, I guess the you know looking at the non-film score stuff, like his measurables are are, are okay. Uh, so he gets a little bit of knock there. He's six two two fourteen. It's not bad. It's just not elite. And he did have one year of elite production. That's it. But he's off. The, he has no off the field stuff. The only injury stuff he had was, I mean, he broke his thumb and missed a few games, and then had a you know shoulder uh, injury to his uh, you know throwing shoulder in high school, twenty eighteen. But I mean, you watch the kid throw; he's not having any problems with that. So there's no injury stuff to be worried about. That's known. So I, I just don't understand the. I don't understand the drop. But um, if you don't take this guy in the mid-second round and you got a pick there, you're nuts. Yeah, so he's, he's 
definitely a definitely a very good prospect, and uh, I, I'm keeping him at number two. Uh, number three, I even I said this even be probably after I probably had uh, my fourth guy higher than him prior to seeing film, but after I saw the film, they got equal scores to that my three and four guy, but just the overall how much I love the guy on this on film, and that's uh, that's Trey Lance. So I, I had him here at number three pre-draft. And then he gets this landing spot with the 49ers. So he easily gets that number number three position for me. I think you probably have Justin Fields higher than him, which is my number fourth guy. But Trey Lance is a guy that saw the whole field, uh, read defenses very well, has the best rushing ability as far as this class uh, goes then. And uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a beast when he runs then too. And his arm talent is top-notch as well then. I think it's the one thing you worry about with Trey Lance then is how long is it going to take him to get acclimated to the NFL? He already played with uh, uh, not the greatest competition in FCS football, but he also sat out the whole all last year except for one, one okay, one game, one scrimmage uh, early in the, the fall. Then, but uh, that's the one thing you worry about with Trey Lance. So I don't think you're going to get immediate production from Trey Lance this year, but uh, definitely in uh, 2022. Uh, he's going to take over there for the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the on the road then on another team. And uh, I think 2022 is what you look for for Trey Lance. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about Trey Lance here. Yeah, Justin Fields is my number three. I, I'm not. It's not a debate. Um, but Trey yeah, Lance, just like mine's mine is not a debate with Trey Lance at all. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> Trey Lance is a great prospect. I really, really, really like Trey Lance. Um, but the things you that knock him down a little bit for me that make me a little concerned is one, I'm going to have a year where he's got to learn to play football again because he hasn't played. He's going to come out rusty. I don't know that he's going to get the quarterback to start the, or he's going to get the ball to start the year. We're probably looking at maybe the little bit later in the year. Um, And he's, he's got that rushing ability, but you have to keep in mind that we were giving him the benefit of the doubt on his throwing accuracy because all these people were dropping balls and, so I, I'm, I'm, you got to really be able to throw the football accurately at this level and in tight windows. And I'm not a hundred percent sold that he's that guy. And this guy literally has one year of production in 2019. That's it. So you, it's a lot. It's a great landing spot with the 49ers, but there are some little red flag things there that that at least make me a little concerned. But the guy, he's got the ideal size. He had, um, you know, no off the field stuff, no injury stuff. So I really, really like this guy, but he's not going to hit the ground running. And I just, I, I feel like he's got a pretty high ceiling, but I feel like the floor could be low. And that is the part that scares me a little bit. He has the highest ceiling. Of anyone in this class, that's I don't know sure. about that. I don't know about that. It's it, it's no, I, I don't think that's debatable. I think it's, his, I think he's capped out at Cam. I think he's Cam Newton. That that's his ceiling is where Cam Newton so was at quarterback his peak. One, yeah, QB one, QB one overall is his ceiling. <laughs> thank you, thank you for reinforcing my point. Cam Newton, Cam Newton was a top level quarterback for at least five years straight. I, I can go uh, okay. look, uh, back right. at the numbers All here, right. but right. and I think. Trey Lance is actually a better passer. He has 
a better passion ability that I saw in film than Cam Newton. He he's a guy that can sling it. He's a guy that protects the ball. He is, and his rushing ability is. I wouldn't say it's a, not like it's not Lamar Jackson. No one's Lamar Jackson, but it's probably as far as the league right now. He'd probably be number number two, number three, if you count Jalen Hurts in there. Well, the thing and, is, though, uh, like that's why I have Trey Lance at number three. It's, it's not debatable. I, and even even if he doesn't have a good game passing wise, he's still going to get you rushing yards and, and rushing touchdowns. Yeah, but so he is, he's your, he's safe from that standpoint then too. What you're doing though is you're taking Peyton Manning in his prime and putting him at the same time frame as Cam Newton. So is he going to be a QB one? I don't know. I, I we'll 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 see. I don't know. I don't think he. I don't know if he could be number one overall quarterback. I don't know. So you're, we're already uh, saying Trey Lance is Cam Newton. In his prime, and we're saying uh, Trevor Lawrence is Peyton Manning in his prime. Is that where that's what yeah, we're going with? Yeah, I think with? that's very fair. <laughs> I think that's very fair. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm not going to debate uh, Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance. I'm still picking Trevor Lawrence over Trey Lance, but I think as far as ceiling wise, Trey Lance is the highest in this class, and I think people see that as well then too. And it's going to be tough for me to get him because I'm I'm looking to get him sort of that mid second round, but I think he's going early early second round here. Yeah, all the drafts I've done, he is gone first round or pick two two at the latest I've seen. Yeah, so it's just it's just not going to happen. You you've, you've got to spend a first round pick to get this guy. It's just the way it is. Yep. So um, uh, yeah, so um, let's talk about my number three, Justin Fields. So this guy had went to a good landing spot in Chicago. They paid a fortune for him. He is locked in to be their quarterback for a long time. He's got too much invested. And this guy wants to come in and be the guy. And uh I I'm 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 pumped for him. I have tried to get him in every single draft, and I have not been able to. And and the problem is you've got to spend a first round pick to get this guy. And and if not, you gotta spend a really early second, like pick one, two, one, two, two. So it's hard to get those picks, and um, I mean, I had a, I had a trade. Someone gave me a let's call it a mid first round pick, and pick two five to take Justin Fields at two one. That was my opportunity to take him, and I and I took the trade. Obviously, there's more value there. A, a future um, mid first. Yeah, yeah. Next year's mid first. Yep. Um. So there's people really really like. Justin Fields. And so he's you you've got to spend just like Trey Lance, you gotta spend a first to get him if you want him. Um and here is why he is better than Trey Lance from from in my eyes. He is going to hit the ground running. I think he starts week one. I think he has the safest rushing ability um in the class. Do I think Trey Lance could still end up being as just a good a rusher? Yes, but I like guys who have speed, can make moves, and can dance around the pocket. Deshaun Watson is my ideal quarterback, and Justin Fields is that guy. So without the off-field stuff, yeah, without the off-field stuff, at least for <laughs> now. Um, but you know, there were some red flags that popped up with Justin Fields, and I thought at one point he was going to fall behind Trey Lance for me because they're they're close. They're in a tier together for me. Um, so, I mean, they're not separated by a lot, but, um, I mean, he came out, has, has the history of seizures. I'm not personally that concerned about it. 
I don't think it's really affected his collegiate career. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to affect his pro career. Um, but the dude, the way he plays, it's like Deshaun, and he is a higher injury risk. So just like Lamar Jackson, you you aren't going to get that longevity with him, I feel, um, because they're just more prone of taking that beating and banging. Um, Cam Newton was, you know, top-notch quarterback for multiple years, and he has that bigger body like Trey Lance does. So in that regard, I give Trey Lance the, you know, the bump. But dude's got 4-4, four, four, four speed, and has a cannon for an arm. He's got elite accuracy, and he's going to be in a good position. I just don't know what there is not to love because in these leagues where you're getting those rushing yards, you're getting that six-point rushing touchdown, he's going to reign supreme. I see him having a very high ceiling, and I, I think he has the highest ceiling in the class compared to what you're talking about with Trey Lance. I think his ceiling is higher. I just think his floor is not not near what Trevor Lawrence's is. Yeah, I still like Justin Fields. The things I saw on film, I don't think he reads defenses as well. I think he's more of a, a product of the Ohio State offense where you have superior receivers. And he's more of that half a field scanner type of guy. With Trey Lance, is that whole... Uh, Field scanner. He ran a more pro ready, a pro pro like offense than pro consistent offense. And uh, I just, I like, I, I'm head over heels for Trey Lance here. He's, he's, he is the, uh, it's not even a debate. Like, it's no debate that you guys have Justin Fields ahead of Trey Lance. No debate. I have Trey Lance ahead of Justin Fields. But, uh, I, but Justin Fields is off for that rushing ability then. I think, I don't think he's going to be starting week one. I think they're still going to go with Andy Dalton. But I do see, if there's any hiccup in the road or any question marks, they're gonna they're gonna flip to Justin Fields very quickly in Chicago. Uh, their coaching staff and GM are on a short leash at this point in time, and they they they're gonna do the same thing they did with Mitrubisky starting the year. If, if there's any any semblance of doubt, uh, you're gonna see Justin Fields pretty quickly there. But we'll see what Andy Dalton does um in his first season there in Chicago. Yeah, and I mentioned, you know, I mentioned the injuries, and I do want to say that 2020, he had a sprained thumb, he had a knee sprain, a rib injury, a hip pointer. The dude missed no time. He played through it and took him all the way. So he is he is literally Deshaun Watson, a clone of Deshaun Watson and without and the field stuff. Yeah, and I love him. Well, well, actually, there was that, uh, that massage therapist in the Ohio State program that was apparently doing some things then, too. So you never know. <laughs> yeah. I'd, JK, LOL. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying Justin Fields is into that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, number five. Moving on. So this is a guy I'm like, blah. Let's just stop the episode now. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not I, didn't, I didn't really like this guy's film. I wasn't impressed by him. But he got first-round draft capital to the New England Patriots. So I have him here at number five. That's Mac Jones. He's not mobile. He doesn't have the best arm. He's he's a smart player. He hits that first read, that open guy, very quickly. He can process things fast. And he gets it off to the check down uh, quickly, which is, which is actually perfect for the New England offense. They love going to that check down. So 
Uh, James White, uh, if, if Mac Jones gets in there at any point, James White's going to have an, an excellent season. So yep. full steam ahead for James White. Dynasty but, buy of the, not maybe not the dynasty buy of the offseason, but he is a great, if you're a win now team, James White, go get him. Yeah, if you need any depth at running back, James White is going to a feast for a year. He's the, he's not a long term yep. option by yep. any means, but if you need a little bit of depth, I don't. I wouldn't say you want to be starting him on a week in week out week out basis. Then, but some guy that you can sort of hit that eight to twelve mark points um, potential with Mac Jones in there. I think that's 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 James White. But yeah, so Mac Jones, he's. Mainly here at number five, just because of the draft capital, he's going to get an opportunity. Um, but I'm not, I'm not overly excited to be drafting Mac Jones. But he's probably a, a third round talent at this point in time in your in your uh, single QB rookie drafts, and he's going in the first round in obviously super flex leagues then too. Yeah, this guy is. I'm 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 glad that he got a good landing spot. He becomes draftable now. Um, but heck, I'm not taking this guy. And I haven't seen him go until the third round of any draft. So I feel like he is, he's almost in that mid-third round, locked in. Um, I think that's where I've seen him go every time. And I mean, I'm, I would rather take, you know, guys that have a little bit of upside than him. I, I'm just, I wasn't impressed pre-draft. Uh, he had a great landing spot, which elevated him as high as he could possibly go. I think one of us, I can't remember if it was me or you or both of us, that thought New England was a perfect spot for him to go. That was like best case scenario. And um, I, you're going to get what you're going to get. You're going to get a game manager. You're going to get someone who can help your players that are on that team, but a lot better than Cam Newton. But you're not going to get anybody that, you got Kirk Cousins. You got you got Kirk. You got the you got the Kirk line. The Kirk the Kirk Cousins Mendoza line. Yep, there you go. Yep, that's what you that's got. Copyright, so copyright for this podcast. Yep, he's he's rosterable long term, and that's about it. He's a good he's a good backup QB, I guess. On your yeah, team, he's, he's maybe a third third QB. He is a QB two, a high QB two on most yeah. years, probably. Nah, he he's a mid QB two. <laughs> oh, I, I, well, I'm saying, at, at, uh, sorry, was, I meant to say he's a his peak is a high QB two. Okay, um, and he may sneak into that QB one range. Never a few years, but uh, it's it's not a guy that you're going to feel comfortable starting week in and week out. That being said, he still has value, and uh, it's probably decent value in that third round in the one QB league. But no one's going to be like overly excited to get Mac Jones unless you're a Alabama homer or. A, or a true uh, New England homer then, but is what it is. So who do you yeah. have at six? So my number six is, now we're getting into the backup role. Um, Kellen Mond. You got a guy that's got great opportunity in Minnesota. We, you know, we're bouncing off of that Kirk Cousins line here. And uh, he's in three years. Could he be the heir apparent? Maybe sooner with Kirk Cousins? Um, I'm not sure when Cousins' contract runs out there, but um, maybe so. I, he's He's got the rushing ability that definitely makes him draftable. Um, I think he's probably more of a fourth-round rookie draft, 
guy, uh, maybe a late third rounder, if just depending on if some of your guys you see with upside kind of fall off the board there. Um, but I, I think he's, he's somebody that I would draft in the fourth round for sure. Um, I think that you're going to have to wait on him, but he's a great guy to have on your practice squad. And you should know by the time his, you know, ability is eligibility for the practice squad runs out. If he's going to have some more, uh, you know, some more upside. We saw it with Jalen Hurts last year. You take a guy that can rush and gives you a, a an okay dynasty play um, for the year, and then you can flip him if he if he gets a starting role. Um, so I'm not high on him as ever being a top quarterback for me. He's never going to be more than a QB three for me. But um, I, he's he at least has some traits that are translatable and good for fantasy, not good for a team. Yeah, I, I have. Kellen Mond here at number seven on my list. Then he uh, look at the Kirk Cousins contract here. Cousins is guaranteed to be the starter there in Minnesota for the next two years, 2021 and 2022. And then he's an unrestricted free agent in 2023. Uh, Will Minnesota resign him at that point in time? It all depends on how he plays, what what his production is, and then how they feel about Kellen Mond, or if they have another quarterback in the wing, get another quarterback in the wings there too. So it's not a guaranteed starting opportunity for him. Uh, like I said, they're not cutting Kirk Cousins for the next two years. He's a dead cap hit of $76 million in 2021 and a dead cap hit of $45 million in 2022. Yeah, the so, way they're doing all this fuzzy math these days, I don't even know if any of this stuff matters. I think it's just fake numbers, to be quite honest. Well, Heck, it'll I, have to, I, everybody's going to be doing safe. cryptocurrency contracts here in a year or so. I, I think it's pretty safe that in 2022, they're not going to – say the cap is $200 million. They're not putting a fourth of that to Kirk Cousins by cutting him. <laughs> so yeah, I don't we'll, think so. We'll say that we'll say that's safe. But like, there's, the cap has always always been manipulatable. Yeah, um, but the, like I said, Kellen Mond offers some rushing ability. He offers some passing ability. Uh, he was he was uh, not wasn't scored the highest uh, uh, in my film score, but I, I I still liked some of the opportunity there. I think I had him in that. One, two, three, sort of that fourth tier of guys then. I actually had him higher than uh, Mac Jones there by by three points. Uh, but it's 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 a future play for, for Kellen Mond here. Uh, same as the future play for my number six quarterback here, uh, and that was Kyle Trask then. So he's behind Brady. <laughs> when Brady hangs it up, that is to be determined. Uh, you may be waiting longer with uh, Kyle Trask and you're waiting with Kellen Mond here. But uh, I had a higher score in my film than... Actually, I actually had my same same film score uh, with Kellen and Kyle Trask then. But I liked uh, Kyle Trask's uh, sort of passing better. And I think uh, the offense theoretically would be better uh, if Tom Brady moves on sooner rather than later here uh, with Bruce Arians. So I, I do like the landing spot better for Kyle Trask than Kellen Mond. Um, and like I said, I, I, I'd like I, – I, that's why I have him just slightly ahead of uh, Kyle, uh, Kellen Mond here. But uh, yeah. It's still QB leagues. Are any of these guys even draftable? Or are you willing to wait two years for either one of these? That's tough to say. But if you have like a, a fifth round pick, it's not a not a bad pick by any means. Yeah, Kyle Trask is my next guy off the board. Um, I, I I feel safer with Kellen Mond for sure. Um, I, I don't know that Kyle Trask is draftable for me. Maybe at the end of the fifth round if you really need a flyer on somebody. But I mean... I'd rather yeah, take flyers maybe, maybe on. They have, 
maybe have Tom Brady as your one of your starting yeah, quarterbacks. Maybe. You just want to have this guy in your practice squad and yeah. just in case Tom Brady tires sooner than later. Yeah, that might be the only scenario if I if I'm a you know have Tom Brady, but I I feel like I'm probably more likely to take an undrafted wide receiver with upside than Kyle Trask. So, uh, so. so prob- he's probably not draftable for me, but um, I think the draftable quarterbacks we just talked about. So, um, but I, but Kyle Trask is he's sort of that borderline guy. So he 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 has good measurables. He doesn't offer you much from an athleticism standpoint, but he went pick two thirty two to Tampa Bay. Uh, that's that's excellent draft capital, and he has no really concerning off the field stuff. Um, just uh, uh, so. He's he's a guy that I don't know if you're in love with him from his Florida days. You he's a guy I guess you could take, but um, he he was that offense was just checkdown screens and all that production that he had. You know that great production this 2020 season. Uh, it was just inflated by that stuff. So he's not a guy that I really see with any special traits. He's very average, and uh, and I yeah I'm not very very fond of him. He has the skill set to be productive, but he has to be quicker on his mental aspect of the game. If that first read wasn't there, it, it, it looked bad for Kyle Trask. But he had Kyle Pitts, he had Kadarius Tony, and more often than not, they were they were open. And that first read was there, and his numbers looked great. But I think uh, developing under Tom Brady uh, could be a big benefit from uh, the Kyle Trask standpoint. Uh, so who do you have at number number eight here? Then I think we probably have the most the same guy. I assume you have Davis Mills then. Yeah, the next guy's got to be Davis Mills. Um, I don't like him at all, uh, but the draft capital sort of dictates what you think. Um, And he went to the worst run franchise in the NFL, uh, and they spent their very first pick on him at pick 3-3. So, um, I mean, they obviously love Davis Mills. They've brought in how many quarterbacks now? Five, six, seven. <laughs> Probably signed another while we've been doing this podcast. I mean, geez whiz, what a terrible organization. I, I hope they leave Houston. I feel sorry for those fans that they got to put up with this. Oh, they already lost the Oilers. They don't want to lose the Texans now, too. They won't do that. <laughs> they, they need to just restart. Um, but yeah, restart. We, we didn't like Davis Mills. We didn't like his uh, film. He really only played just a few games, a handful of games in college. Then he uh, was a top prospect coming out uh, during his, his uh, high school days. Uh, and hopefully that translates to the NFL, but I don't, I don't see a high upside for Davis Mills. He could be one of those serviceable, serviceable guys long-term if everything goes right. But uh, tough to see that going right in Houston. They're looking more like the David Carr, the David Carr days there. Um, where he's getting hammered and they have a poor team around him and you just hope and pray. But uh, I'm, I'm probably not drafting Davis Mills, but the, I think he may get drafted in some leagues just based on that perceived opportunity and that draft capital. Yeah, he's, um, a, so, he's a fifth round flyer. But here's the thing. We watched the film and there's no great characteristics. There just isn't. There's a lot of red flags. All he does is check down, check down, check down. But then when you dive deeper and look at all the non-film stuff, there's even more red flags. The guy was a top prospect in high school, but he tore his ACL, his, I think it was his last year of high school. Then he tore it again. So he has the same knee as had an ACL tear twice. And he never really produced. 
And the only thing you really have is a guy that got drafted 3-3 to the Houston Texans. So I, I would I would take a fifth-round flyer on him just because of the draft capital. Because at that point, you have you know a little bit of... You're looking for anything that has a little bit of value you can flip quick. And um, I mean, other than that, Davis Mills is as far off my board as you can get. So I, I wanted to stop this episode at eight QBs here. Um, but uh, as far as other guys that you could consider rostering as undrafted picks, or if you have a six round, maybe think about those there. Sam Elger went to the Colts. We don't know if Carson Wentz is going to be the long-term guy there. Uh, I'm, I wasn't a fan of Jacob Eason. I know Scotty liked Jacob Eason more than I do in his bird legs. But uh, Sam, I, I was actually, Sam Elger is my fifth quarterback as far as the film score. I actually liked what I saw there. And I, I think he could get some good development there under uh, Frank Wright. Um, so I, I see Sam Ellinger on my radar. I'm, not, I'm still not probably rostering him at this point in time, but something you consider. Uh, another guy is Jamie Newman with the Eagles. We're not big Jalen Hurts fans. We don't think he's a long-term nope. option there. Jamie Newman is probably a better passer. He offers a lot of the same rushing ability then too. So could Jamie Newman be the guy in 2022? Um, or, or is the Eagles going to draft a, a quarterback here in the 2022 draft as well? I think I put a poll out there, and I think it was split between uh, – uh, Jalen Hurts and the 2022 pick as far as the the, the play in the, the, for next year for the Eagles. But uh, I, I ultimately think it's either going to be Jamie Newman or a 2022 pick. I still have hedging on the 2022 pick. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to be drafted very high next year. But he's another guy to consider. And then the final guy I have here is Ian Book uh, with New Orleans. Uh, Jameis Winston's there for at least uh, another year. And then you have... Taysom. Yeah, Taysom Hill then uh, uh, there for another year. So theoretically, there's a chance, but I don't think Ian Book is a starting option in the NFL. He could be a very good long-term backup, so maybe like a Chase Daniels. Um, I, I had his low, I had his sort of comp as a uh, a homeless man's Baker Mayfield <laughs> for uh, Ian Book. So I, I don't see Ian Book as a long-term option, but he had offer some rushing ability. He could sneak in there for a game or two. But uh, and if he if he does get the opportunity with Sean Payton, Sean Payton's known to work magic with QBs. So um, that that isn't a guy you theoretically could consider if you have a very very deep league. Then yeah. So you mentioned a couple of those guys. Ian Book went fourth round. So uh, he at least somebody thought they saw something in him. I mean, I think mm-hmm. Taysom Hill can't throw the football for nothing. So, um, but he's he is definitely can be productive from a dynasty standpoint. Uh, or fantasy standpoint, I I don't think Ian Book really offers that rushing ability that gives you that, and he's not that multi-dimensional guy. But um, I think he's an okay, maybe maybe late fifth round flyer, um, but probably guy you can. I haven't seen him drafted yet. You can you can get him as an undrafted guy if you got a spot. Mm-hmm. But Jamie Newman is. I'm telling you, he is rosterable. And I say this, and I have don't have him on any of my teams, even after the draft. But that we we had him for a split second, and we picked another guy up. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but just you know, situations dictate that stuff. But Jamie Newman, I'm telling you right now, he he might get a look. He might get a look this year before it's over. I did watch the Senior Bowl. I watched him throw the ball. I watched him in the pocket, and he was rusty. He was very rusty. He did not look like the same guy that we saw on film. 
So I think that turned people way off. He went from, I mean, he was projected to be a first round pick by Mel Kuyper and all these guys when he made that transfer to Georgia. And so he decided, I'm not going to ruin my stock. I'm just going to sit out. And, you know. He should have sat out the Senior Bowl. Yep. He should have sat out the Senior Bowl, too. Um, because I think that's what hurt him. Because this guy, I thought he was definitely getting drafted third, fourth round. And, um, man, after I saw that Senior Bowl stuff, that that concerned me a little. But, I mean, you can't just come pick a football up. You, you've got you to play. Uh, so it, it's really hard in a one-game you know, just a couple practices to show what you got when you're a little rusty. But Jamie Newman is a guy that has has some ability. I think he might have some abilities that are better than Jalen Hurts. So he is absolutely rosterable if you own Jalen Hurts. Um, you should have him on your team, uh, on your practice squad, and, uh, and just have that little bit of safety net there. Um, because if Jalen Hurts did get hurt, this guy could step right in and play. So I, I'm intrigued by this landing spot and intrigued by him. Um, but uh, he's not a guy I'm going to, not unless I have a bunch of fifth-round picks, he, he's a guy I'm going to waiver because no one's drafted him. But uh, uh, he, he's he's an intriguing guy. Yeah, so I think that, uh, is there anyone else that you have even on your radar as far as Quarterbacks go. I think that. I mean, you 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 could mention Felipe Franks. He ended up going to Atlanta. Oh, He's got an arm, but I mean, no, ugh. I'm not. I'm not practice squad rostering him unless it's a 16 team QB league with 10 deep practice squad rosters. I mean, heck, um, Buscelli's the other another guy we scouted that I like the film score a little bit, but he went to Kansas City and and there's too much stuff. Too many red flags popping up for him. I think he ended up in our consensus being like our last quarterback, even lower than Brady White, who went undrafted mm. and unsigned and just has a, you know, sign a, um, he just has a tryout for Tennessee. So, um, Lupe I, Franks not, wasn't last. What's that? Lupe Franks was not last. No, no, no. Shane Buscelli, man. Oh man. I, I, I had Shane as like a 59 film score and a Lupe Franks, like a 48. <laughs> yeah. Lupe Franks. I, there was a lot of, pre-draft hype about him and his measurables and his athletic ability. And it did not show in the film at all. And I, I did not like Felipe Franks at all. He was the lowest QB by seven points on, on the film score. And uh, he's in that last tier. The only person in that last tier that actually got drafted was Davis Mills. And I think that's more based on his high school production than his college. Yeah. But, last guy I feel safe about drafting is Davis Mills. At the end of the fifth, that's about it. So I think that uh, covers our QBs here. Check out our scores, our consensus scores on the website here. Scotty's finished all the QBs. Website looks awesome. New and improved, uh, baby. New and improved, then. You actually can click on the guys <laughs> and have their own page instead of having this big scroll uh, with the GoDaddy before that. Um, so it look, looks great. He's uh, working on the tight ends here as well, and then I'll put the running backs in the wide receivers as he has more time here. Um, like I said, we are, uh, we are a nonprofit organization here, so we don't yeah. have funds for <laughs> any. Oh, yeah. All this stuff will be developers. up by the end of June. So um, it'll all be, everything will all be up there. And uh, uh, we put a lot of work into this, a lot of, you know, work into cutting up the film and, and all this stuff. So, uh, you know, definitely, you know, subscribe and uh, like, leave us some reviews. Um, and, uh, you know, support the podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, 
we love this stuff, man. And, uh, and it's all free, 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 free. As always, if you want to go back and see what our, our more specific thoughts on each of these players, more in-depth thoughts, you can always go back to the previous episodes uh, where we break down the QBs, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends in extreme depth then and give you our scores. And th- that's all pre-draft there. So you can see what how we thought about them pre-draft. And then uh, check out the uh, mock draft. I think the mock draft was a lot of fun. We're getting good hits on that one. And uh, keep on keep on getting going after those drafts then. If you have later drafts uh, and you want to catch up on things um, or have any questions, just hit us up on uh, Twitter here at the DYN interview. So uh, this is Joseph Adrian signing off. And this is Scott Martin, and you just listened to the Dynasty Interview Fantasy Football Podcast.